everyone, welcome to Learn English with Football World Cup Special, a show in which I talk to my friends and football fans about the World Cup 2022 in Qatar. Stay tuned, them. Stay tuned until the end because later I'll be clarifying some interesting language from this interview. And my guest today is none other than Marv the Great. Hi, Marvin. Good to have you back. Hello, my friend. Glad to be back once more. Fantastic. Marvin, this is you. So how do you like the World Cup so far? Kind of mixed in my uh, opinion. Some of it I've enjoyed and some of it I've enjoyed a bit less, uh, you know, a few too many tactical games and stuff. But overall, it's been all right. Not the best, but maybe it's going to catch fire soon, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so, too. I'm with you. I'm actually a little bit disappointed. But as you say, knockout stages are approaching as well. So I'm sure things will pick up soon. Marvin, I have invited you today because I know that you are English, but you are living in Mexico. So my question is this, do you support, do you still support England despite living in Mexico and having a Mexican wife and all that? Yes, I can confirm I still speaking, I still support England. <laughs> Uh, and speak English as well. Um, yeah, no, I'm still support English, uh, England, and uh, also Wales because my nan is half Welsh, so I, I support England, Wales, and Mexico here because obviously my boy and my wife. So yeah, yeah. So all three are. I can't lose, you would imagine, but I guess it's not. We can hear your boy, and I know his name is really interesting because his name is Diego. So that's. Did you name your son after Maradona? It was kind of a mix, really, that we were deciding on names and uh, my wife's names are all dreadful. So I was thinking, like, maybe he needs a Spanish type name. And uh, okay. I, but I did, it did cross my mind. Diego Maradona was in there. Um, I thought also mainly of Diego Costa because he was played oh, for Chelsea with the warrior. But I liked the name. I thought it was a strong name. And I found out what it means, like God's going to protect. So I decided to keep the name Diego, go for the name Diego. Nice one. OK, so. You've told us that you support, obviously, the England team. I'm, I'll ask you just one quick question about that, because I consider you an expert on Mexican football now and South American football. You living there in that place, right? Mexico is in the sort of like Central America, but you know what I mean. It's close enough. <laughs> so yeah. are you happy with England's performances so far? Well, I mean, the second game was dreadful. Um, yeah all the way across the pitch but it's that's what i did expect from this world cup i expected that i didn't expect like what we got in the first game i was happy with the first game because you know we scored a lot of goals and we won i mean i'm not my expectation for england not that high i just hope that they get out the groups and don't embarrass themselves it's kind of what i always hope for but uh they did really well in the euros actually i mean apart yep. from a select few players that i won't name um that i don't really rate in the in the even in the leagues but you know and that, but other than that i think i mean if you look at the 11 that we have i'm quite impressed there are a lot of players that are, are, are good you know for yep. example one of, you, one of your boys saka really nice player you got some some really oh good he's players. amazing right yeah I, I yeah i like him i think he's a good player he beats his man he cares a lot he writes scores goals he's good. and this like energy about yeah. him it's it's incredible yeah, it's quite but My main takeaway, Marvin, my main takeaway is Harry Maguire's form. He has been really good this World Cup. I'm surprised. Are you? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just uh, when they don't play for terrible teams, they they maybe they are, are, are a bit better. But yeah, he was really good, especially in the US game. He was the uh, the best player in, in in the match. So, I mean, hopefully he keeps it going. I mean, I won't support him when he plays for Man United, but when he plays for for England, of course, uh, I hope that he he does well. But he did really well actually, and and the positive is we haven't lost. Right. I mean, we've not lost. So, you know, as long as you don't lose, the momentum is still kind of there. So let's see what happens next. Right. So. Let's talk about the Mexican team then. Um, tell us about some Mexican stars, because to be honest, I don't currently I don't really know anything about Mexican football. So I assume you are aware of the main stars in the team. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, arguably, this is like the weakest Mexican team they've ever had. Um, it's not as good as the ones we saw from like eight years ago when there was all of those, yeah. you know, there were good players there. There were a lot of one-touch, two-touch players and the coach was really good. Um, this time they've got two that you might recognize, which is Lozano, Herving Lozano, plays for Napoli, um, winger, good player, and he, he's probably their best player now. And uh, also there is Diego Lainez, who's quite a young player. He's also good dribbling, running with it. And and, Ed, and also Edson Alvarez from Ajax that was linked to Chelsea in the summer. He's a good defensive midfielder. And, of course, the superstar that sits at the table with Messi and Ronaldo, the goalkeeper, Ochoa, Guillermo Ochoa. Um, so there are some all right players, but overall, like, I wouldn't really say stars as such they they're struggling and, and now going to take a bit of a miracle to see what they do from here but it's not done it's not over yet there's still there's still an opportunity there absolutely absolutely because they've got one point right from the first game one as far point. as i remember yeah one point against poland ochoa saved the penalty from Lewandowski, so they kept them kept them yeah. going just about I remember that. Yeah. So, would you say that Mexico have uh, a um, young team, or why do you think it's they're not as good as they used to be? I think actually one of the biggest problems in in the current Mexican game is that the overpriced the stars are overpriced in their own country now. So much mm -hmm. like what you see with England, you don't see many English players going abroad, and actually the ones that do yeah. normally do quite well. Um, if you think of like Bellingham and, and players like that. So um, this is the problem. They're trying to like charge maybe 25 million and stuff, and it's putting off a lot of Spanish teams. Yep. So now you're only getting one or two that go. Uh, for example, Linus went and he didn't get many games. So they're, they're having a bit of a bit of trouble with that. Well, obviously, they obviously had Raul Jimenez until yep. he had that unfortunate injury. He's not the same player anymore. But when he was, he was really good for Wolves. They need more of their players abroad, I think. I think that's one of yeah. the issues that they've now got. Because if you think about the team that they had eight years ago, there was about five or six of them in the 11 that were playing abroad. Mm -hmm. So you even had Hernandez, who I don't think is that good, but you had a lot of midfield, Guardado and people like that still in their prime. Yeah. Um, Herrera that plays in Porto right now. But all of those players moved quite a while ago. So yeah, they, they're going to have to fix something about that for future. Absolutely. And uh, to be honest, they they have to do it soon because, as we know, in four years' time, uh, the World Cup will be in Canada, the USA and Mexico. That's going to be interesting. I think they'll probably, well, you never really know because you expect teams to maybe do good and they don't, like Canada. I kind of hope they, hope they would have done better than they did. 
And, um, you know, so maybe, I think maybe they'll pick it up. Melon. Oh God, my son's found a melon. Um, yeah. So that's the point. You know, I think that they, hopefully, I mean, they still got a chance to survive. So maybe they, they normally actually always, they get out the groups. So this would be a big failure for them if they don't. Hang on. Mexico in, in this World Cup, you mean? Yeah, they always get out the groups in the previous ones. Oh, okay. They always get the second place. And they, they got, I don't, you remember the one where they had one of their best teams. They got kind of screwed over by that Robin dive well. um, <laughs> many years ago. In, in to be whole. honest, I, I, don't, I don't ever remember Mexico setting the world on fire, though. Like, so I'm, I'm... Oh, no, they've had some really, really good. I mean, remember yeah. the, the Blanco bounce? That was like, I think it was 94 or 98, where so that what, was like, yeah, go ahead. What was like, how far did they get the like, what was the furthest they got? There? I think that the best they did was quarterfinals. Um, I know that like they've had a lot of round 16 exits, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, like a round 16 exit is a fairly decent effort, yeah. I think if you're considering a team that's like you know, doesn't have the maybe the talent pool of a Brazil and Argentina on that side of the world, I know they're not yeah. uh, South America. Um, but if you consider like USA and teams like that, yeah. they've probably also not really done much better than that. USA did. I do remember USA making a quarter final before in 2002. But if you look at the teams from their area, you know, Costa Rica and teams like that, they don't get that far. Mm -hmm. But you would say like Mexico is a massive country. And for me, still more of a football country than the USA, yeah. in, in, at least in my with my perception. So. I don't know. I'm surprised that they are not doing any. They're not doing better than this. Uh, yeah, me too. And, and you will definitely hear that over here. This will be like kind of for them. It will be like a national scandal if they go out the groups with one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because if you look at the group, they you would expect that they should be able to beat Saudi Arabia, and they should have put up a fight against Poland, right? You can deal with them and a loss to like an Argentina maybe, but. You know, so they do have to win this next game. Like so, they so, so they they drew against Poland, yeah, and then Saudi in the in the first round, the Saudi Arabia somehow managed to beat Argentina, yeah. So, so how did that even happen, right? <laughs> Crazy. I, I just did a bit of digging actually in the 1986 World Cup when it was when I, I was there. They actually did make the quarterfinals. So this, I think, was their was their best. But 94, 98, 2002, 2006, 2010, 2014, 2018 always round of 16. So this will be a big step down. I mean, they haven't failed to make it to the knockout stages since 1978. Well, they did They did win their next game, though. So they beat Poland, right? When? By the way, Argentina, they, they won. No, Who did they not win? Argentina. No, Argentina won uh, against Mexico in the game oh. yesterday. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I wanted to ask you about. I, I messed it up. Uh, that's okay. Basically, Argentina just beat Mexico, right? And and they it was nil-nil in halftime. And then yep. they pulled off some miraculous goals. One of them was by Lionel Messi. And I wanted to ask you about that. So how special was that goal? How did you see that? Well, I saw it with uh, red eyes. No, um, obviously, I, I wasn't happy that he scored, so I didn't appreciate it as a, as a good goal. But, it was, uh, yeah, it was a very good finish. It reminded me of the goal that he scored against Iran in the World Cup, like, four years. Was it four or eight years ago? I don't remember. When it was the last minute of the game, the game was over, and he scored from miles outside the box, placed into the corner. It's really, really similar. 
Um, and that's the difference. When you've got like a player with quality that can do those kind of things, that's yeah. how it ends. And this is the problem. The Mexico does not have this. So they had all of the play. The mid, They were good in the midfield. They were good in defense. They had the final third. It wasn't there. And where obviously for Argentina, it was there. Then they got two goals out of that. For me, this is a mark of like a special player because, I mean, we know it about Messi, but imagine the kind of pressure he must have been under after losing to Saudi Arabia. Like, How difficult must it be to live up to your fans' expectations if you're Messi? You know, it's you can either be a hero or a villain. Like, there's nothing between. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because they expect him to score in every game and they expect him to win every game. And this, but that's the kind of standards that you set if you are that good. It's the standards that you set, so you've got to live with it. You know that's why you get paid all that money. So, um, and he has won a hell of a lot of things. So you know you could. It's different if it's like expectations that you get with maybe Harry Kane that he will score in small to mid-range games, but whenever it matters, don't do anything. It's a different yeah. thing because. I'm expecting him to flop every time it matters, whereas I'm expecting Messi to deliver every time it matters because that's the culture that you have created. Uh, I think. Would you, yeah. would, would you agree that, uh, like, in the first half of his international career, he wasn't the same Messi as when he played for Barcelona? Completely. However, now it looks like he really feels that, that pressure of this is his last World Cup and it's possible that he will really give everything on the pitch right i think that uh people just watch a lot of people watch the highlights and kind of are expecting something different to what he actually is so the early the obviously the earlier stages it was incredible but he had also an incredible team and then argentina was good in that time he didn't deliver yeah. but you know that's kind of maybe a black spot on him but he will always be an elite playmaker with the ball at feet and i think that that's where a lot of people don't see where he's at they all expect those dribbles like against Getafe and, and stuff like that but actually he's an elite playmaker get given the ball yeah. anywhere inside the middle and he's going to create stuff and i think that's what we do for the final two of the three years of his career um yeah yeah they I won the, the copa america as well now so yeah. actually it's, it's a massive massive achievement for him i'm sure yeah. and, and, and I now think now Even he can like he's already immortal, of, of course. Yeah, but like, course. imagine imagine him winning the World Cup. Well, I've never agreed with him being the best player ever, but I do think he's in the conversation. And I think if mm -hmm. they won the World Cup, you could kind of argue that he definitely yep. is, um, because those kind of achievements really separate what is an elite player from a you know a, just a great player. And again, exactly. I will use Kane as an example. He's a really good striker, and he's a, he's also a good playmaker at number nine, but. He's not Mbappe, and that's Mbappe shown that on the stage. Every time they needed me there, he's there. And uh, I just hope you know, Marvin, as as a big fan of the Premier League, you know me. I hope Mbappe goes there and doesn't stay in in the non-competitive French league. I'm so sorry, but I think it's such a shame. Like it, it can't be about just about money for him. Come on, yeah. he has to he has to prove this in another team. Imagine he, he he went to Chelsea or Arsenal. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How amazing I mean, I, would that be? <laughs> I would be really happy if you went to any of the kind of like the, the current top eight teams, as long as it wasn't Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal, Spurs or Newcastle. Yeah. I'd be really happy with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, I, he needs to do that because I think that will make him immortal. But yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, this will be the last Messi World Cup. So I, we do have to appreciate the player because there'll probably be maybe two, three more games maximum. Absolutely. Okay, so will Argentina beat Poland? And they, they if they win, will they qualify or is it? I think that they only need to, yeah, because they won 2-0 against Mexico, I think they've got a bit of a better goal difference now, haven't they? So, yeah. yeah, I think they do need to win still. If Poland wins, they could get eliminated. So it's that's a tough call. I think that they'll win. I think that they will win. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, that group's going to be interesting how it finishes. Exactly. Because if Saudi Arabia wins, there is a big spanner into the works there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. That's one of the interesting groups. Absolutely. Anything could happen there. Yeah. How about Mexico, the team you support? I think that Mexico can still qualify. Um, the problem is that it's better for Mexico if Poland wins. Uh, because if Argentina wins, I believe Mexico need to win 3-0 and there's no goals in the team. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's gonna, they're going to have to alter the tactics. They're just going to have to fly at Saudi Arabia from the beginning. Um, but I think it's I don't think it's with like out of the realm of possibility. I think they, they could still qualify. And I think they will win against Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um shouldn't underestimate it though, but they've got a team that matches up quite well with Saudis because Saudis aren't very like they're not like super quick and they're not strong. And I think yeah. that Mexico are quick. So I think that that's kind of a bad matchup for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's also going to be really difficult for Saudi Arabia to replicate that that result from the first game because now every, nobody's going to underestimate them anymore. And yeah. it's just, it's you know, still the quality is even Poland. They okay, they didn't produce the best football, but you could see yeah. when the ball when Lewandowski had the ball, like there was the danger. There was so much danger about him. Yeah, right? so, of course, of course. Yeah. Right, Marvin, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Thank you very much for, for this wonderful insight into Mexican football. And That's um, yeah, um, good luck. And, and uh, who are yep. you? I was going to say good luck, but who are you supporting? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I support good football. Actually, I don't mind. Like, whichever team impresses oh, yeah. me, they, they will have my heart. So, England are out then. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Um, not necessarily. Like, They've got Arsenal you know, players, though. They've yeah, there Arsenal. are Arsenal players there, and you know, I, it doesn't matter to me really. Like, I honestly, that's the beauty of being a neutral fan. I guess you can pick whoever you want that you enjoy watching. So, <laughs> let's get it. Well, thanks for having me on. As always, really enjoyed it, Zenek. You're very welcome. And now I'm gonna explain some vocabulary in the language corner. So, thank you, Marvin, and see you soon, man. Bye, brother. And we are back, and this time I'll be looking at five items of vocabulary that appeared in this interview with Marvin. And as always, I would like to point out that this vocabulary is useful also outside football. So if football is not your thing, if you think, oh, Zdenek, but um, how can I learn uh, from something that I'm not even interested in? Well, you can. <laughs> I, I, obviously, I hope you are interested in football. But if you're not, you can still learn. You could what you could do. You could just watch these bits that I do, this language corner uh, series, or what what you might call it, and learn from it. This time, I've got 
some, I've got, uh, I believe, two adjectives. There's an adverb there and two idioms. You see, it's varied as well. Let's go. Are you happy with England's performance? This is what I asked Marvin. And uh, Marvin said, the second game was dreadful. So he was referring to the England-USA match where England really, really didn't play well. And Marvin described it as dreadful. It means awful. It means terrible, really bad, horrible, okay? Dreadful, a nice, strong adjective. The only way you can really intensify a, a strong adjective is by using the word absolutely. So you cannot say very dreadful. You cannot say dreadful, more dreadful, the most dreadful. It's not really used in this kind of way. Instead, we, we say absolutely dreadful. Right. Once again, dreadful means awful. So which of the matches would you describe as dreadful? I would honestly go for any of those nil-nil matches because I believe there have been too many of them in the tournament already and it's rather disappointing and those were dreadful performances of both teams. I think they play defensive football, they park the bus and I don't really enjoy that. Let me know in the comments which matches you so far in the World Cup you consider dreadful, you, you, you found dreadful. Okay. Then there is a word, arguably. This is how Marvin started this sentence. Arguably, this is the weakest Mexican team. So I asked Marvin about uh, this Mexican team and why they are not exactly excellent. And he said, well, arguably, this is the weakest Mexican team. Now, what does the word arguably mean? So first of all, notice that we use it at the beginning of a statement. So if you're giving your opinion and you put this word at the beginning of your opinion, and then um, basically what you are saying is that this statement is, this statement is very possibly true, if not certainly true. Okay. So this word arguably is used when you're stating your opinion or belief and that you think can be shown to be true. If you think this is something true, and this can be sort of shown as true, you can say arguably, yeah? But I think it also sort of softens the whole statement. So if you, if you, if you only said, this is the weakest Mexican team, it's, it may sound a bit too strong. So by using the word arguably bit before this statement, you're making it a little bit more, a little bit weaker, which is something that obviously British people do a lot. They use this indirect language or this hedging, as we call it, hedging. Those are structures that help you sound less direct, that sort of help, help you sound less certain. And you do this if you don't want to sound like you're stating the fact or something, which is always risky, right? If you, for example, if you write, an academic thesis and you basically say something uh, and, and, and you present it as a fact, it's actually quite risky because it might not be true, right? Especially if it's your opinion. And this was certainly Marvin's opinion. One of the biggest problems of Mexican football is uh, the stars are overpriced. So we're looking at the word overpriced. So stars meaning the footballers, 
that's what Marvin said. He thinks that the, the footballers, they, they cost more than they should. He thinks that the footballers in Mexico are too expensive. He thinks that, that they are costing more than they are worth. And the word we can use to, to, to say the same is overpriced. So if someone or something is overpriced, it really costs more than it should. Yeah. So I, Marvin says that this is the issue for Mexican football because then these good players, they don't play in better teams, in better leagues, in Europe, for example. And that means that they don't really get that experience that you need to, to compete at the highest level. Yeah. So a very useful word indeed, overpriced. Notice where the stress is, overpriced, overpriced on the third syllable. Okay. To be honest, I don't ever remember Mexico setting the world on fire. This is what I said. And I believe this is a good idiom to set the world on fire. In this case, I said, I don't think they set the world on fire, which means I don't think they have ever done. Uh, uh, they have ever been really successful or they have really done remarkably well. So if, if you set the world on fire, you do something remarkable, you do something sensational, uh, you are very successful. But often it is used again as part of an indirect language. If you say, hmm, this player, instead of saying this player is not very good at the moment, you could say this player isn't exactly setting the world on, on fire. So what a, what a lovely idiom, right? Uh, you can use it to sound less strong again. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this video is setting the world on fire. And obviously, if you want to support this video, give it a like. Yeah. It does help it a lot. If you feel like this video isn't setting the world on fire you have the option to give it a dislike okay i can't take that away from you what i will say though is that i'm hoping you will not do that fortunately youtube doesn't doesn't show it for example the video with luke is currently the most successful video of the channel i believe the latest video where i interviewed luke thompson and there are about two dislikes for some reason like Fortunately, the, the vast majority of people like the video, so the dislikes is just 1% of people or something like that, something as ridiculous as that. Well, I don't understand why anybody would really give the video a dislike. To be honest, I, I think I can. I think it's because of the thumbnail, you know, the image. <laughs> I think it was a little bit provocative. But what can you do? If you do YouTube, you need to find a way to make people click the video. So if, if it's... Um, if someone found it a little bit um, embarrassing or, or pathetic, I apologize for that. I didn't mean any harm. But going back to what we are doing here now, and, and there's the last expression that I want to teach you. This came from Marvin. He said, if Saudi Arabia wins, there is a big spanner into the works there. So this is a variation of the idiom to throw a spanner in the works, which is a really, really cool idiom. So first of all, this is a spanner. Okay, I hope you guys can see it. A spanner, I'm sure you know what it is. It's a tool that we use, yeah, for tightening a, a nut, yeah? And um, not the kind of nut that you eat, a different nut, yeah? When you have nuts and bolts, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so um, 
to throw this uh, to throw a spanner in the works. So what is works? Works the S at the end. It's basically some kind of machine. Often when you refer to works, you refer to the parts of the machine that move. Often these are some cogs. You know, you know cogs. They kind of move. So imagine cogs that are sort of intricately put together and, and it, it works, right? Because, I, I mean, imagine a watch and you know those little cogs, they are sort of attached to each other in a way that it works. And if you throw a spanner into in, in the works, then imagine what happens, right? Imagine what happens if you throw this in the works or into the works, well, it's gonna bring a problem, right? It's gonna cause a problem. So that's exactly the definition of this phrase to cause problems that prevent something from happening in a way that is planned. Often it's used when you plan something and then you expect it to work and then someone throws a spanner in the works and and they uh, they make it fail, right? It, it's, it does not succeed the way it should. So in this case, Saudi Arabia isn't really expected to win their last match but if they do, they will really complicate this group. And this means Argentina might not even qualify. So Marvin said, if Saudi Arabia wins, there is a spanner, a big spanner into the works. As I said, it's a variation to this idiom to throw a spanner in the works. So um, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you very much for watching. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel if this is your first time watching. And I've been Zdenek. It was nice to talk to you again. And hopefully there will be another interview soon. Stay tuned and take care, everyone.